I'm Stephanie Lugo, and this is The Market Authority Show. Hey, I'm Stephanie Lugo, ex-corporate nine-to-fiver turned top producing realtor and coach. It wasn't all that long ago that my husband and I quit our nine-to-fives to start our real estate business together with no experience in the industry, just a dream for a life with more freedom and flexibility and the chance to impact others along the way but it wasn't always easy. And I remember what it felt like to lack the confidence, direction, and know-how that we needed to build our dream business. Fast forward through lots of work, failed attempts, and lessons learned, and you'll see what we've built today. A business that offers us more freedom and income than we ever thought possible and changes the lives of others every day. I created the Market Authority Show to enlighten the path to becoming an authority in your market. I'm here to share simple, actionable, step-by-step help and inspiration to build your dream real estate business with help from timeless principles and today's cutting edge strategies. Whether you're just starting out on your real estate journey or you've been around for a while, we've got a few tricks up our sleeve that you'll want in on. So let's dive in. This episode is brought to you by the Market Authority Academy. Big welcome to our newest members this week. We have Shannon, Karina, and Danielle. I am super excited to welcome you all to the program and pumped to celebrate all the successes that are sure to follow. So today I have a very special episode for you. A favorite friend of the Market Authority show returns. Today I bring you Lindsay Fricks. Lindsay is a full-time real estate agent specializing in Scottsdale, Arcadia, Central Phoenix, and Paradise Valley. Yes, she is local to me in my market, lucky me. She is obsessed with desert living and helping her friends, family, and clients build limitless wealth through real estate. Lindsay lives in the Arcadia Osborne neighborhood of Phoenix with her husband, Jason, and their three dogs and two cats. And she also happens to be one of my very dear friends and a Market Authority Academy alum. Lindsay is in her fourth year of business, and the last time she joined us, she had just finished a rockout year and had tripled her business in less than 12 months. So today we catch up, we see how things are going, what she's working on, and new lessons that she has learned from 2021 that she is helping arm her as she continues to grow in 2022. All right, without further ado, here's Lindsay. Lindsay, welcome back to the Market Authority Show. I am so excited to have you back. I am super excited to be here. I can't believe it's already been over a year since we talked. I know, I know. And I know we've been trying to get another conversation on the books. I feel like a little bit here and there, but you have had a totally crazy year. So the last time you and I spoke here on the pod, um, you kind of shared your journey of growing your business and getting up to a really awesome level in your first second ish full year of real estate. But now you're four years in, it's a year later. Um, you've done some really rocking things on your end. And I thought it would be fun to share a little bit of an update on your story. Um, and I want to hear your findings, what's been working, what you're working on now and, and what you're expecting for the next 12 months. Yeah, it's been quite the whirlwind. As you know, we we try and stay in touch in between these sessions. But 
Um, for everyone else, I ended 2021 um, tripling my business. I went from just over 5 million to 18 million. And then my goal this year was to hit 24 million. And I fell short of that. And there's some lessons in why I think that happened. But uh, part of me also was just skeptical of if I could maintain that momentum that I had from 2020 into 21. And I did that successfully. And I grew the grew the business um, about 7%, but not quite to the level I hoped. And I think there's some good learnings in why I may, was able to maintain that momentum, um, but not quite grow at the same rate. And I think I'm hitting the accelerator again to hit another uh, epic year here in 2022. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah, I feel a, a big shift in your energy going into this year, which I definitely want to get into. Um, I guess we can start with 2021. And do you want to start with the good or or maybe the parts where we fell short? What do you think you would like to go into first? I think the key learning for me was I implemented a very um, comparable plan in 21 than I did in 20. And 20 was like just a bizarre year altogether. And what I learned is when you do the same thing, you get very similar results. Um, (laughs) Right. So I didn't really add anything um, incredibly incremental. And the things that I did add were very expensive ads. And I'm not totally sure that the ROI is there even from a short term. So I brought back in 21, um, a lot of my event spending. And so I leveled up on all of my events throughout the year. I have five events that I invite clients to throughout the year, which is is quite a lot for, for most agents. I was throwing parties long before I was in real estate. And so uh, my friends and network and sphere were already really kind of trained or um, expecting me to have uh, parties and events. And so um, it was a natural fit to, to bring them into my business. Last year, coming off the pandemic, I think I was maybe a little bit overly eager. And so I uh, went a little crazy on my events. Um, and I'm glad that I did. But I'm not sure that the ROI from a over-the-top five-star event was quite the same or any more incremental of a business um, kind of win than any other kind of bare bones type of event where you're just getting people together to enjoy time together. So I think a lot of my learns were, you know, you can spend money, um, but at some point you've done the work, you've laid the foundation, you have to trust that your sphere knows, likes, trusts you and will refer you. And that no pop by, no event, um, no kind of gifting is really going to make the difference between whether they refer you or not. And I think that was just like a really, really key lesson for me is that I am the value, I am the currency, and um, that it's not necessarily um, these these kind of shiny objects that I put out there to attract people. And so I think you're going to start to see me shift, not completely away from those, but being more thoughtful about how and where I spend my money and time um, in order to maximize my potential on the client side and, and kind of get away from some of these more shiny time sucks, like parties and things that that are awesome for Instagram and videos and whatnot. But um, you know, they're a pretty big, heavy burden on the, on the spending side of things, um, and the time side of things. You know, that's a really interesting point, And I don't think I expected you to say that. I don't know what I expected, but I'm really interested that that is one of your key learnings. And I think that that is, 
a pretty common journey for businesses to take where um, you kind of hit that litmus of spend and then you begin to determine like, okay, where's really the highest ROI here? And a lot of times when we're talking about events or wow experiences or different programs to run, we think about quality over quantity, right? And we want to make sure that the quality is there. And you mentioned this in your language, like five-star experiences. And it's obvious even just from some of the clips that you share on social media that these are incredible events and they're really, really fun. Um, um, and it's funny because this year I was thinking to myself, like, man, I should really start being, <laughs> doing some of these events too. Lindsay, it's so cool. Like the content that you're able to get from it and people have a great time. But I think if we're considering quality over quantity, there's one other factor that's more important and that's consistency. Yeah. And, and one thing that you nailed in 2021, and I think in 2020 as well, is you were just super consistent. Like there was just like a constant hum of you being on top of your database, you being in person, like just even if there's the little things of dropping by in front of your database to cultivate those referrals. Um, so I wonder if that's part of the lesson of like quality over quantity. Yes. But also the more important thing is always going to be consistency. So just maintaining that top of mind, whether you're going all out or not. What do you think? Yeah, I, I completely agree. I was kind of reflecting back on. So we started MAA together two years ago. This January was really when we um, started going through all of the modules. And I built out the systems that I still use every single day. And uh, funny enough, my husband now is doing them as well. So it's really exciting to see. <laughs> Um, but I learned really through social media how important consistency is and the kind of habit stacking, if you will, of um, I'm consistently showing up on social media and I'm very regimented on when people that can expect my newsletter to land in their inbox. They can expect my monthly market update blog to land in their inbox. And so there's things that people really appreciate ongoing that aren't super flashy or expensive. Mm -hmm. I mean, those things that I just mentioned are my time only and maybe a little bit of expense from a digital marketing support to get them out to my, to my database. But, you know, it's, I started tracking my database from day one. So I had all of these people in there um, and, you know, you keep, they keep building on each other. And so you mentioned consistency. I think social media for me is like the one shining star. And when I started on social media three years ago, I was posting consistently and showing up, but it took a year for me to really feel like anyone was out there listening. Mm -hmm. And then it took me another year to start to monetize it. And so last year, I would say the shift really wasn't necessarily the volume that I did or the transactions that I did. It was where the volume was coming from. And I saw six figures from Instagram alone last year. Yes, so, so yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember you telling me that that was possible. And I was like, no, it isn't. It's free. So it can't be that <laughs> why. Um, but you know, it, it really is. And today I get at least, at least, I'm not joking, one solid qualified buyer per week mm -hmm. from Instagram for the last, say, three months. Yeah. Um, very consistently. I mean, I would say over 50% of my people right now have contacted me for the first time through Instagram as app, whether they were referred by somebody else or what people are going to that platform. And so the consistency on that and just kind of the digital marketing collateral with your newsletter and my blog 
Um, I took my blog from four times a month down to one, and I thought that might have a huge impact and it had none because it turns out the things that people really care about are the market update blogs. Mm -hmm. So that's really what they wanted to see. So in reality, you know, I just kept, I did keep the same plan, but I think there's going to be some tweaks to it to make it more efficient, to make it more profitable. Um, That's not a word that was part of my vocabulary over the last few years. I um, was kind of in the camp of, you know, you've got to spend money to make money. And I'm to the point where I've spent the money, I've laid the foundation, I can trust that my relationships are strong enough and real, and that it's going to go into the future. So I'm just going to keep doing kind of what I was doing. Um, You know, we've talked about like, oh, should we be farming? Should we be doing all of these other things? And the answer for me right now is no. I'm really happy with the direction of my business. And I've been consistently focused on more personal development, which leads to professional development uh, than anything over the last year. So, so yeah, I'd say consistency in everything that you do, your morning routine, but Instagram's probably been like the biggest just ROI that you can see, you know, I spend this much time doing it and this is what I got from it. And it was a great salary. So I'll take it. That's so cool. Um, I think it's really interesting too, because you're at that place where you have enough data now to start making those decisions of like, what does scaling actually look like for me? Is it maxing out conversion rates across all my lead sources or is it time to diversify? And I think that a lot of times the, um, the propensity is to start to diversify sooner than, than necessary, which is why some agents like overspend for example, on the farming, or they go to um, buying internet leads before they're actually prepared and and ready, like they don't have the infrastructure yet. So um, looking at your conversion sources, where do you think you still have a lot of like juice left to push um, before you start getting crazy with like bringing on other lead sources? I really think I just need to refine my ongoing communication with my past clients and my sphere, I, I feel like I, I get great. I give myself an A on those, but I still think that there's room for improvement. Um, and here's why this is a great example. So yesterday I was kind of reflecting and I thought of a client that I met um, three years ago in an open house, my, one of my first open houses in Kierland, uh, Ron and Maria Dinkle, incredible couple from Bozeman, Montana, looking for a second home here. And I looked with them, we looked for about five months and they ended up closing, you know, six months after I met them and I stayed in contact with them. And yesterday, I don't know why they just popped into my brain. I was like, instead of, you know, just knowing that they're getting my drip campaigns on my you know newsletter or whatnot, I decided to just type him out an individual email. And within 30 minutes, he called me and told me his neighbor is looking for a second home in Phoenix and would love to meet with me. They're going to be here in two weeks. So I think it's just more of like those one-on-one touches and continuing to build um, really close tight-knit relationships with people. So you can automate to a certain extent and, you know, automate with authenticity and where it comes from the heart and everything that I do, I prepare myself, um, and has my, you know, my fingerprints and my voice all over it. I don't outsource that intentionally. 
Um, but I do think this year is going to be really focused on bringing in those clients that are my ideal clients and making sure that I'm continuing to strengthen relationships. So I'm focusing on doing more kind of one-on-one or smaller type um, engagements. So that way I'm just really um, deepening the relationships that I already have versus spreading myself out so thin across a bunch of relationships. I think um, the fewer, bigger, better is what my mantra is for 2022. So it's going to be fewer events. And the ones that I'm going to do are going to be, you know, bang up out of the park, but I'm not going to do five. I'm going to do two. Um, so everything that I'm going to do is just going to be, uh, pack a real strong punch, but I'm not going to do as kind of peppery. I'm not going to try and spread myself thin and do everything. I'm going to do the things that I'm doing well. So past clients are one. Now I have almost a hundred past clients in three years, which is literally <laughs> mind blowing to me that I have a hundred families whose lives I've touched and who have touched my life, mm-hmm. um, and helped me grow and get to this point. And then I have a database of about 400 of other people that are just kind of in that no like, and trust zone um, that I think will come to me eventually, have come to me for advice or maybe just, you know, in my um, atmosphere. So I think those, those with what I currently have, I think I could have a successful long-term business off of the people that I just know now, if I appropriately engage Um, deepen and strengthen those relationships and continue to consistently show up like I have in the past. I love that. I think that this last year, a big part of our conversation was you finding focus and what you ultimately want this to feel like. Because a lot of times when we're starting building out these businesses, we're so stuck in startup mode and we're like this, like our nose is touching the wall. We're that close to the work that we're actively engaging in. And it can be really difficult to pull yourself out of that and have a high level, like 32,000 foot view of what it is you're ultimately trying to accomplish. So can you share a little bit about what that looked like for you in the last year and how you got clear on on what you wanted to prioritize and, and what you ultimately wanted business to feel like from a success, quote unquote, standpoint? Yeah, it's so funny because it's changed almost every year, but I think I'm closer to what my purpose or mission is than I've ever been before. So um, about the middle of last year, I started recognizing that it would be a great opportunity to bring my husband, Jason, into the business. And so it kind of forced me to pull out of the, the grind um, and the day to day and really think about like, how can I design this business to be able to employ both Jason and myself, um, and as well as Savannah, my assistant, and think about what that looks like, what were the goals, what kind of income would we have to do to make that happen, what support would we need. And so I started just kind of by going to like what the overall purpose was, why am I in this business? And ultimately I came up with the kind of vision mission. I know they all have different taglines, but it's to build limitless wealth through real estate for me, my family and my friends. Um, So I, I really want to be able to build a legacy style business. And in order to do that, I needed the best talent. And if I'm being perfectly honest, the best talent is Jason. He has 25 years of sales experience and he's uh, quite frankly, more than I can afford right now. But I think that's where it shifted for me is I have been, this is just all about me. This is all about me and building my business and it's my business. And now it's a family business. And what does that mean um, for you know branching out? I started a renovation company in the last uh, quarter of 2021, 
to kind of help diversify as well. So we weren't as uh, reliant on just the buy and sell transaction side. Mm -hmm. So there's different things that we're going to be doing uh, in order to kind of bring that whole mission of building limitless wealth through real estate to life. Um, So I'm excited to see what that does, but it kind of opens the door for a lot of different things. So buy and hold, um, flip, uh, Airbnb, kind of all kinds of doors open with that. And now uh, with Jason, part of the team full time, it's going to give us the bandwidth to continue to serve our clients um, with the consistent five-star experience they've come to expect. And then also be able to expand our horizons into some other areas that I'm really excited about. That's why I wanted to be in real estate. Um, And so these are some of the kind of next prongs of the the business plan. I'm sure it'll be totally different by this time next year. I'm flexible and open to uh, the opportunities that come my way. That's so, that is like the way you have to be because of how quickly and unpredictable things can change in this business. So can you share a little bit about how the transition has been going with bringing, um, bringing Jason on? Like what's, what's that been like? You <laughs> spent November um, getting to licensing and then December, I'm sure for most people was a little bit crazy. We had two trips planned to see family and whatnot. And then simultaneously, my assistant Savannah um, has gone out on maternity leave and had a new baby. So we've had a lot of transition around here. Um, starting uh, the very first week of the new year, Jason started going through his modules for MAA. And um, that's been pretty much, I'd say the most exciting thing is I'm really excited to see him build kind of his own brand and for us to co-brand together. But I would say it's been great in so many respects. I love eating our meals together. I love um, right now he's kind of my little shadow. Um, So he comes out to showings and things like that. And just just really learning the rope. So that's been fun. And we butt heads on. um, He thinks I'm a terrible driver and I think he's a terrible driver. So (laughs) we're really gonna have to work on that. But overall, I'd say just having all of our eggs in one basket feels really risky and scary. And so if I can um, try and calm those fears and realize that every time I've placed a bet on me, I've always come out on top. And so I feel the same for kind of our our relationship. And that's been at the heart of it. We're not willing to risk our marriage to make this successful. We'll pull the plug on it long before that became an issue. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I also don't think either of us could reach our full true potential without putting everything into this and at least giving it a a solid try. So it's been up and down. um, And it's hard to set the boundaries of where work starts and ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, so once we get up and running and we are having multiple clients and sharing them, I think defining those boundaries is going to be really important. We've started a marriage and work contract um, to kind of define those rules and boundaries. So I think we're, we've taken all of the lessons from people like you and Bryce and uh, my other mentors, Robin and Brian, and uh, all the husband and wife teams that came before us. So uh, we'll see how it goes. I, I'm anxious to find out as well. Okay. So are there, is there anything that like he has told you like, whoa, I didn't realize there was like this or any really eye-opening moments that he's learned that kind of like, I don't know, maybe changed the way he looked at, at you or your business? Um, yes, there are a few. Uh, the financial management side has probably been the most eye-opening Financial management is not my strong suit, nor my interest, really. Um, When you become a real estate agent, I think people forget that you are the CFO, the CEO, the janitor, HR, you're everything. 
And it's really hard to be good at all of those roles. And I was not good at the CFO. (laughs) So he's been taking on the financial side of things, um, working with tax accountants and bookkeepers and everything to, to keep everything straight there. So I'd say that was probably like the biggest, like, oh gosh, we need to really fix this ASAP. Um, and then I would say from there, it's just more about documenting processes and procedures. So early on I had created SOPs when I hired my first assistant and then it kind of fell off when Savannah started, I was in the middle of the biggest windfall of clients and business of my entire life. So she didn't probably get trained appropriately, nor did we document those processes. And, And so Jason is very procedural and process oriented. So he spent a lot of time going through um, everything, kind of writing down where we need to define and develop processes and standard operating procedures so we can reach our future goal, which would be to eventually have a real estate team. We are not totally sure the model that we want, but in order for us to bring somebody on successfully, um, we need to have all of this buttoned up. So I definitely say finances and processes and procedures are, are where he was like, wow, we need some attention here. Perfect. Like, it sounds like he was the right guy for it too. So that works out great. (laughs) Um, Oh my gosh. So, so what about this year? What are you really excited about in, in 2022 and and what has you a little hung up? Uh, I set a pretty audacious uh, goal in 2022 to write 40 million in contracts. So that's not close. Um, and the reason why I intentionally wrote it as writing contracts is because I, I still do work with Uh, Over 60% of my clients are buyers and each buyer sometimes takes more than one contract. And so I wanted to give myself credit for the work that I had done on those contracts. Um, And and my goal is if I write 40 million in contracts, I'm hoping that I can get to 30 million in volume, which would be an incredible goal for me um, that would allow us to replace Jason's previous income and more. Um, and hit a, a pretty incredible milestone in terms of revenue that I've had in my eye since I was little of seven figures in revenue. So uh, that's kind of where I'm focused this year. I'm also kind of turning my sights to more of the luxury market. Um, I love luxury real estate. And so I think that's really where I'm going to be focusing on um, building relationships that help uh kind of fill out that pipeline within luxury real estate. And when I talk about luxury real estate, to me, that's a million dollars plus. Some people, that's $2 million plus. So for me, I'm talking about a million dollars plus. So um, my goal is to raise my average price point this year. In order to achieve that, we are kind of putting together a full game plan, starting with my brokerage mm-hmm. um, and leadership there. And then, you know, within uh, our own little team here with me and Jason. So luxury is definitely going to be a huge focus for 2022. Um, and then, you know, mainly it's integrating Jason successfully. So at the end of the year, we can keep him on board. <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. So, so what are some things that, um, that have you a little hung up anything you're nervous about or anything that you're like, man, this is definitely on my radar as a potential threat to those goals. I mean, it's always kind of the same things. It's, uh, the market conditions mm-hmm. and are we going to even have the houses for me to achieve that goal? Um, you know, you can set goals and the market can have a completely different idea of what's going to happen. But, um, so I've always set my goals loosely and then follow the, the guidance of the universe of what's actually supposed (laughs) to happen and give myself grace. 
um, when, you know, things didn't turn out exactly how I predicted. And sometimes they turn out even way better than you predicted. So I'd say the other piece is just, I have, um, I feel a, a lot of weight on my shoulders. I made some big decisions that are um, expensive and kind of life-changing and they may not play out how I want them to, or how I think they're going to. And so just trusting the process and the path is not something that I'm great at. I like to be in control. And, and so right now it's just like, okay, how can I take a deep breath and just get from my, get through my day, give it my best. And I know that at the end of the day, the chips are going to fall where they fall. And, you know, I just, I gave it my all in the process. So I think there's some scary things out there. Um, mainly, I'm, I, I would say, like, if I were to say my number one fear right now, it's can I produce again, what I did last year and more is, is uh, an uncertainty for me um, and causes me a little strife sometimes. <laughs> You've said that the last two years. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> every year you go into the new year wondering like, how am I going to do this again? And then every year you just, you exceed yourself. <laughs> so well, and I think that's really common for yeah. agents, right? It's like you get to the end of the year and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. And now I have to go do it again. This is because it, sometimes it can feel like luck, right? Because yeah. sometimes like, like that call you made or that email you made and, and your past client calls you back and he's like, Hey, by the way, we've got a friend. Like it feels like it comes out of the blue, but you do a really good job of tracking and sourcing that back to the actual actions that you took to lead yourself to be in that position. You're really good at creating opportunity for yourself with an eye to the future. Um, so even though it can feel like luck sometimes, I think it's helpful to really take that step back and look at the entire scope of work that resulted in, in what you were able to achieve. Absolutely. That's actually going back to one of the things I've learned is that it's all cumulative. Any one thing individually um, doesn't really have the impact. It's all of the layers of things on top of each other. So attributing, you know, this lead to one thing or this lead to another, it's just, it's so cumulative and every year builds on each other and every activity builds on each other. So you start the flywheel and now the job is just to keep the flywheel going. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's back to our original kind of conversation around consistency. So I trust that piece of it. Um, but I I would say the wild card that always gets me is like, what if the market crashes again? What if COVID happens again and (laughs) still happening, but the next COVID or whatever it is. Mm Yeah. And I think that's just the nature of the beast, right? We always kind of like just do our best, hope for the best and knowing that any given moment an avalanche can be headed our way. But you know what? There are plenty of agents who made it through the last shift and you haven't seen a a huge market shift yet, not the U-shaped kind. Mm-hmm. Um, so it what you're doing now is all the right things. Like when you're flying by the seat of your pants, that's those agents are the ones that get bowled over by a really serious market shift. But what you're doing is you're creating a foundation that's going to allow you to pivot. And that is the most important thing for longevity, I think. Yeah, I think I've thoughtfully used my downtimes. I've had about two or three every year where I have like a kind of a month gap in between closings, which feels really scary. But my business always takes a leap forward during that time in some way or another. I, you know, automate something that's been a time suck. So I think it's natural to have some type of ebb and flow. It's gotten way more consistent year after year. It's been more consistent and predictable, but um, 
thoughtfully using that time to make sure I'm automating those things to make it easier to stay in contact and whatnot has really helped me just feel like I have control over the business and the fundamentals. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I kind of have a little bit more freedom to take a deep breath and not worry about what the results are going to be at the end of the day. (laughs) (laughs) Do you, I'm just curious, do you have a word for this year for 2022, just since we're doing this in the beginning of the year? So I don't have a specific word. I kind of said earlier, it's fewer, bigger, better is kind of my mantra or my theme. It's not one particular word. I have done a word in the past. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know this year, for some reason, fewer, bigger, better just keeps being like the, I guess maybe you just say that's focus. Um, Refine you know, it. Yeah, it's just, you know, continuing to sharpen the saw and um, continually trying to improve and I think that's really just, I want to do my best this year. And if I can look back at the year and say, win, lose, how many contracts you wrote, how many went through, if I felt like I did my best, I think that's going to be a huge win. Um, and that's all I want for those around me too, is for everyone to feel you know, empowered and excited to go out and do their best and know that whatever results come from that are, are good enough. Um, and could exceed our expectations even. So, so yeah, that's, uh, it's not a word, but some phrases for sure. I love it. I love it. I think that that is a a beautiful theme for your journey and it seems very authentic to where you're at. And, and, um, is there any way that I can help you along that path? Uh, just continuing being a cheerleader and putting out amazing content like you always do. Um, I've really valued, I come back to market authority all the time. Um, <laughs> it's like the gift that keeps on giving. And so it's exciting to see Jason go through it. But I think the fundamentals, like you gave me and helped me define the foundation of my business that will probably see me through my entire career in real estate. Um, and I really love that we continue to come back and like reflect on you know, how I'm still using these tools and, um, you know, branding. I, I thought of branding so differently after going through MMA. So, uh, or MAA, okay. <laughs> acronym's wrong. I've been talking too long. I think. It's our secret fight club. It's okay. <laughs> um, so I, I would say, no, I think just accountability to my mindset. And, you, you know, I always call you and I'm like, yeah, yeah, and you talked me off of a ledge. So I think that's probably the the best best place. And I'm just grateful for your guidance and leadership, mentorship, and definitely most of all your friendship. Oh my gosh. Stop. I I am so grateful that our paths crossed those years ago. And now we get to say that all those years ago. Right. <laughs> and and it's been it's been so fun watching you on your journey. And I agree, like every year seems to be like leave you in such a different place, but it's always forward. It's always fresh. And you have such a great eye and vision for what it is you want to create. Even if it always doesn't always feel crystal clear, it's always so genuine to, to you and your mission um, from what I can see anyway. And I just love being a part of that journey. So I want to acknowledge you for 
being consistent and putting your money where your mouth is in terms of where you're spending your time and energy. And, and I also want to acknowledge you for being such a great example to the community because you really do put it all out there and you're so real. There are so many agents who want to share like the ego highlight reel of all the good thing that ha- good things that happen, but being able to share your story and um, just watching you kind of let us in on the process has been really such a gift. So I just want to thank you for that as well. I appreciate that. Authenticity is at the core of everything that I've done since I turned 30. I decided <laughs> I'll take all the masks off, leave them in my 20s. And so for the last seven years, I've been pretty focused on only being around people that I can bring my full self to the table with. And I love it because it gives everyone else permission to do the same. Um, so when you take off all of that armor and all that gear and all that protective layer and um, show people your heart, they do the same to you. And so I think that that, that definitely is, has been a reward for me for showing off authentically and not always having it perfect. Um, and I think that if I, if there's probably one thing that I can encourage people to do, it is to be your real self because you're going to attract the most truest, uh, champions, cheerleaders, clients, whatever you want to call them, um, to your, to your orbit. And I think that's the most fun part about when you, when you get real. So, um, thank you. I appreciate you acknowledging that. Oh, I, I love that. My, my pleasure. Well, I want to thank you for coming on here with the show with us today. Um, for those who have not yet connected with you, where can they find you on Instagram? Always on Instagram all day, every day. <laughs> it's L-I-N-D-S-A-Y dot Fricks, F-R-I-C-K-S. Um, yeah, follow me there and leave me a DM and I'd love to connect with you. Always love to hear from other MAA agents. <laughs> um, and of course, anyone looking to buy, sell or invest in Arizona. Love that. And you guys definitely check out Lindsay, follow along with her journey. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. I loved our conversation, Lindsay. Always. Thanks, Steph. Thanks for tuning in. A high five on taking some time to invest in yourself and in your business. If you're looking for more, head over to the show notes to find all the details and links to resources mentioned in this episode of the Market Authority Show. And if you're looking to find a new crew of like-minded pros to ask questions and bounce ideas off of, head over to themarketauthorityacademy.com to join my exclusive community on Facebook, check out my latest free masterclass and tons of bonus content, or apply to my mentorship program to learn how I can help you triple your business this year. Until next time, keep on crushing it.